0: First dx <laughs> is maurice the Bear. you might remember me from my pop star days as founding member of early 90s disco ensemble ursula majorette the title track from our 1993 debut album someone something somehow went tin but then ursula took a little dip in the powder-based end of the dance floor so it was pretty much all downhill from there on out until I got to go on a road trip with Bobby Robot and a warlike cat of indeterminate age. So now we're in my very classy lime green Kia Sorento, and we're en route to Texas to find Bobby's mom. We have made a couple of stops. Delaware. The cat wanted to get some stuff back from Jed Spuke, so we did that, and that was super interesting. We had planned to stop at Thermos Island Entertainment Destination. I was pretty excited about it. I mean, would you pass up the opportunity to ride something called the Super World? I said, would you pass up the opportunity to ride something called the Super World? Okay, well, I don't think your mic is plugged in. So, why did we give Thermos Island a mess? Well, we were about 10 miles out, and I just happened to turn on the radio.
1: The countdown continues here on WPPH. Coming in at number three, that was Casserole Days by Toddy and the Gobblers. Next up, a message from Gob Toddler and the Thermos Island Town Council. Gob, thank you, Paul we here at the Thermos Island Town Council would like to remind all residents that eating food is a typical human behavior. So in the interest of keeping a low profile and not attracting the attention of any government agencies or suspicious children, let's all make a big show of activities like eating food and saying word sequences at each other's faces, as is the Earth creature custom. Please avoid public gas exchange, recitation of Diemenberg, worship, tone poems, and other rituals known only on Gamma Six. It would be a shame if our food vessel-themed entertainment park failed in its mission to attract gullible carloads of unsuspecting tourists. Who else would we devour in the dead of night if not gullible
0: carloads of unsuspecting tourists? And that is the story of the time we decided not to stop at Thermos Island after all. to Texas, and we'd get there pretty soon, barring, like, an impenetrable ring of tornadoes or something super unlikely and stupid like that. So we kept on driving, made a stop in the town of Gordine, Utah, where Maurice got his picture with the world's oldest, rustiest ladle. Then we spent an afternoon in Hamdown, Montana at the Hamdown, Montana Museum of Bolts and Screws. Are you looking for a place to take the kids for a whole day and not get bored? Well, I got the place for you. Come on down to Hamdown if you choose. Check out our museum of bolts. But mostly, we drove and listened to audiobooks. I brought all six volumes of The True History of Thomas the Tank Engine. Turns out things were pretty dark behind the scenes. I had no idea.
1: The Untold Story of Thomas the Tank Engine, Volume 3. Read by Old Man from the Docks. Chapter 1. His coal burned hot enough to kill, but it was dynamite that did it in the end. Thomas the Train had the run to end all runs. He flew for years, switched back across the country in a steam dream cloud. He carried the most, the fastest, and he rode breakneck with the best. But such times, they don't last. Thomas fell fast, into the moth too much and down the throat of who cares, to the stomach of so what. From farmland sun beaming to rain streaming, at the Stubbs County switchyard he sold his caboose for pennies while vengeance watched from the shadows. Thomas started towards Cleveland, but only reached that Allegheny riverbank. Blown from the heights to the end, his end vertically off-axis, and face deep in the consequences of his own stardom. And there, always on that other track, was Percy. Perpetual runner-up Percy the Train. Dulled and sullen, shoulders chipped to hell, he went AWOL a week before Thomas tanked, and most of the skeletons in our crew figured he'd finally lost it hit the skids after Lorraine left him for a stack of unmarked bills and warmer climbs. Sleepy Pete unwoke to say he'd watched Percy hop a steamship.
0: He did it all right. Looked all kinds of wrong. What with him being a train and her being a boat. I can't fathom it, but they did. They fathomed it right there in the harbor. Three times. And they went chugging off to
1: the land of Lord knows where. Grover got a tip from his parrot, Hedda Babbler. Percy had bolted north past a couple of snoozing mounties. Well, Toby knew better than all of them. Hiding out at Ma Dungaree's Pants Palace and Hotel for textiles, surely this was far enough from the stockyard. No, clearly not far enough, he thought, as the cold steel of a familiar cow-catcher dragged him from his all-denim bed. It was 3 a.m., and Toby knew better than to protest. And it was zip-zop-zip down the corduroy stairs and into the night. Percy was all teeth and hot steam as they hurtled south, and Toby knew that look, a froth of jealousy and hatred reserved only for Thomas. They hunkered at the chamber's farmhouse, a broken old meeting spot for deals guaranteed to go south. In the weak, dusty light of another day gone bad, Percy paced up and down on his portio choo-choo travel tracks. Feverish, he stared at his watch. He strained his ears as if it might help. But you can't hear Pennsylvania from Illinois. Upstairs, Toby pretended to read the paper. Toby's watch ticked over to five o'clock. He gasped and shivered. And somewhere in Pennsylvania, a bridge went down. The day wheezed its last and in the silent farmhouse, Toby closed his eyes. Speed kills, man. Speed kills.
0: Man, that was not how I remember that show. Yeah, me neither. Hey, we gotta be getting close to your mom's neighborhood. I mean, we've been through Idaho twice. Yeah. I don't like the looks of that sky up ahead, though.
1: There it was. The storm. Just as Marge had said. A ring of tornadoes encircling the entire Texas panhandle. As the crew from Percy Peaks drew closer, the storm rose to impossible scale over the plains. Lime green Kia Sorento dot dwarfed beneath great whirling spires of dust and cloud. Up ahead, the cracked asphalt disappeared into the blackness. So at what seemed to be the edge of all things, they stopped the car. A collection of travelers had been gathering on the roadside over the preceding days. Dumbstruck at the impasse, Mouths ajar, doors agape. One by one they trickled in to wait for the storm to pass. A desolate little pop-up town on the outskirts of nowhere. There were two families, the Fitzwilliams and the Great Burrows from New York. There was also a busload of Catholic toads and Gilbert. Gilbert was actually three people who only spoke in unison and only recited recipes for dubious foods. My name is Larry, what's yours? Three cups minced raisins, one half cup vinegar, nine liters sour cream,
0: two Oh, ta- uh, okay. Do you want to be on the town council or not? One tablespoon apathy.
1: The first arrival was a lanky fellow named Larry and his dog, which was just a pile of stuff he'd named Kevin. Larry had made a sign, Storm's Edge, population 18. When the cat, the robot, and the cartoon bear arrived, Larry's side changed the 18 to a 21 and went back to writing the town charter. Larry had clearly decided they were stuck. is next to a pile Not sure what it is But he's been guarding it for days Think it's been there a while Not sure where it leads But there's a door that goes inside Turn the knob and things start
0: spinning round Solid melts to liquid, and now it's vapor. Upward paths of least resistance form the riverbed, and it flows.
1: Don't worry, dear, I promise things will change. Scrap back seats and the with a storm. Not sure when it ends, but we'll be standing here for days. What if everything's gone? What if everything's gone? What if there's a hole? Solid belts to liquid and now it's vapor. Upward paths and least resistance for a riverbend and it flows. Don't worry dear, I promise things will change.
0: Twenty-one hopeful travelers. Twenty if you didn't count Kevin. And somewhere up there is a mother I've never met. So I guess we got no choice. We're gonna wait it out. And we're gonna play so much Parcheesi.
1: Percy Peaks is released monthly wherever you listen to podcasts. It was conceived, written, composed, performed, recorded, and engineered by John Purcell. For now, the show lives at rss.com podcasts slash Percy Peaks. This project is donation supported. Also, check out the Percy Peaks Instagram and the new Patreon for special access to music and unreleased material. Hello?
0: Hello? Is anybody there? I'm not quite sure where I am. I was just at home cooking up a fresh hot batch of Look Who's Balkin'. It's a documentary about hesitation. Anyhow, the house started falling and now that we've landed, I, I'm not, I'm a little scared here. Uh, this isn't like anywhere I've ever been. Wish I knew where I was.